0: Welcome to the first episode of Raven's Radio with your host, Mr. Mac, out of room 7. Today, my guests are Miss Dobson and Diego Palomo from 8A. Uh, Some school news today. The movie afternoon is going to be Friday, along with Pajama Day. Thursday is the Christmas lunch and dance. Uh, The QSA has an open house And cookie decorating Wednesday at lunch—that sounds fun. Decorate some cookies, Uh, and congratulations to all the basketball players for making the team, both boys and girls. Your schedule will start up after the holiday. Um, I want to start this show by thanking everybody for for downloading and subscribing to our brand new Highlands Ravens podcast. Uh, It's going to be a learning experience for everybody involved, and we're all very excited about it. I also want to share as we get close to the Christmas break. Uh, a story from when I was in junior high school around Christmas and it had to do with something I really wanted. I really wanted a PlayStation 2. That was the thing in 2001 uh, to get for Christmas and it was all I wanted. Uh, However, my mom was going to school, my dad was working. We didn't have a lot of money and so I wasn't sure I was going to get one um, at all and I begged my parents. I asked to get a job. I was 13 so that wasn't an option um and i kind of came to the conclusion that i wasn't gonna get this gift uh, lo and behold santa came and i ended up getting a playstation 2. but i share this story not because like good for me i got a playstation 2. i share this story because i actually felt guilty afterwards because i knew how much it cost and i had to reflect myself and say my parents listened to how much i begged and pleaded and and wanted this thing and they had everything to get it for me but they sure did sacrifice a lot and I'm not sure if that sacrifice was worth it. And so now as I go into the holiday season, I always carry that with me and I'm very careful about what I ask for because I think there are things more important than PlayStation 2s, even though it was super fun and I did play it a lot. That feeling of coming together with your family and spending that time is far more precious and people are really stressed during the holiday season because of wanting to do things for others they care about. And so I would ask everybody just keep that in mind as they move towards the holidays and they focus on what is really important to them. And so with that said, uh, I'd like to introduce our wonderful teacher guest this week. It's Miss Dobson. She's an artist, an art education advocate, um, an all-around amazing person, and our assistant principal at Highlands. And so thanks for coming in and joining me on Ravens Radio, Miss Dobson.
1: Hey, it's my pleasure.
0: So can you tell us a little about yourself?
1: I absolutely can. And I loved your story, Mr. Mack. That really, I, I feel a tear in my eye as I listen to that and and hold so many similar memories from my childhood Um, So about myself, well, I'm a mom. I have two boys, 16 and 11. I love art, as you know. I I, um, loved art when I was your age. Let's see, I've been teaching for over 20 years, and a lot of my teaching has overlapped into art. When I was your age, though, I didn't necessarily think I would do art or be a teacher, and somebody had asked me that uh, yesterday. When I was your age, I wanted to be a veterinarian, and... I had no idea what a veterinarian did. I just knew that I loved animals. We had pets when I was growing up. And I thought, well, this would be a great way to be able to hold animals all day long and and take care of animals. Um, That dream faded fairly quickly through high school when I realized that science wasn't a strength for me. And uh, so I was the youngest of five children, still am actually. I have four older siblings. And my older siblings, a couple of them were really great in math and science and and went on to university while I was in high school. And they helped sort of guide me as to what might be a good career path. In my day when I went to school, we didn't have so much talk at at this age about what we wanted to do or or even find out what kind of courses we needed.
0: It's funny you say that because I never thought I was going to be a teacher either. I was going to be a lawyer or a sports agent or a professional athlete. Those were my career plans when I was oh. sort of in junior high and high school. Yeah. Uh, and then when I actually got to university, that's when things started to, to change for me. But I'm not sure a lot of people like think about being a teacher when they're in junior high school that I actually become teachers. Yeah. Um, it's interesting.
1: And, and I nece- wasn't necessarily a great student, which sometimes makes me, helps me empathize with those that are struggling uh, I know what it feels like to fail a class. Mm-hmm. I know what it feels like to have the learning really, really difficult. Um, and I know what it's like to work really, really hard when I want something. So mm-hmm. by the end of my high school, I really wanted to go into art school. I went to uh, McEwen. which was a college at the time. It's now a university. And I did a fine arts uh, program there. And then I realized that I could really make this my life work. There's always a bit of doubt when you go into something like fine arts and you're taking painting classes all day long. And, and, uh, you know, how can you make this your work? And luckily enough, I had an opportunity to work with kids and find out this is what I want to do. I want to work with youth. Um, And I was able to marry the two passions in working with people, working with youth and working with the visual arts and really make it make it what um, has been an amazing career for me.
0: So what is your favorite part of working at Highlands? Cause this is your fifth year at Highlands school. My fifth year at
1: Highlands school. So, and I've been at elementary schools. I've been at junior high schools. I've been at high schools. And, um, until I came back to Highlands, so I've, I've been all through all the different uh, divisions. I thought really high school is, is my place. That's where I, that's where I get kids. Um, And then I had this opportunity to come back to junior high. And I realized that, no, this is, you guys are my age group. Um, I love this age group. What I love the most is I feel like I get to help people every day. Um, And not always, sometimes make mistakes, but I'm allowed to make mistakes in my job. Um, I'm allowed to have conversations and figure things out with people. A lot of problem solving, which I love. Uh, so I'm not sitting at my cubicle adding up numbers or you know trying to do equations or trying to write write essays yeah, all day long sucks. or write reports. I have to do some of that for sure, and I have to have those skills. But I get to talk to people, work with people, and socialize and um, you know, problem solve. I love that there's never a dull moment. I walk into school and I think, well, these are three things that I have to do when I get to school. But when I walk in the doors and I see who's in the office, and it might be a parent it might be a staff member, it might be a student, uh, then that's the important work. It's the people. So let's, let's figure out what's going on. Um, I, I love having difficult conversations with people. I love talking about what kind of sticky mess we're in or working with a parent who's upset because that means they really care about their kids. So I, I just love all of that stuff.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So can you think back to a time when you were in junior high school uh, that maybe is a funny story or your favorite memory that you'd like to share.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny that you asked that. And I loved your Christmas story. So my siblings and I, once a month, I've got a very organized sister who um, sends out a monthly question to the siblings and asks us for memories.
0: A monthly question. A monthly
1: question. So she sends a question. So this this okay. It was funny because she asked us, "What kind of trouble did you get into?" And you think you know your siblings and everything that happened in your household. And we, like, we lived in a very small house with seven people, one bathroom, um, shared bedrooms, and it, we didn't have a lot of money. So, you know, every Sunday was games day between the family. Cause there absolutely was really nothing else we could like, that was something we could do without spending money. So we had a very simple, what I think is a simple life. And I think that we all had pretty much the exact same experience, but I'm the youngest of five, so my a couple of my older siblings they have very different stories than the stories that I have. Um, they saw me as a very spoiled kid growing up that I always got my way. Um, spoiled, not not materially because we just didn't have the we just didn't have the money to uh, spoil us. But we, I was coddled. I got my way, and I could as I an could, oldest
0: child, I can confirm that yeah. happens with youngest child, children. And anybody that has a younger sibling knows that this is a fact that stops in.
1: So I, I run into my, like my aunties will still call me the baby. Oh, here's mm. the baby. So mm. I, was just, I just got what I wanted. And um, I, I recognize that. But at the same time, I think, well, we're all grown up now. Like, can we just please let that go? I'm an adult now. So it, it's funny how you take on a familial place in a family and you kind of stay there. So for the longest time, I felt like no matter what, I'm always going to be that 11-year-old kid at the family picnic. So mm. I get to bring buns and pickles, and they they make them. And and it's it's I take advantage of that at times, so I perpetuate that as well. So we have this monthly question, and one of the questions was, um, you know, name a time where you got in trouble. And I was thinking, I can't really remember getting in trouble. You know, like there's silly little things. Oh, but then then my siblings, when they were writing theirs, they were finding it much easier to find the times when the other person got in trouble not them we've also done Did you our- get in trouble a lot? No. No, not very much.
0: Oh. No.
1: Hmm. Um so when I was in junior high no I didn't get in trouble very much. I was I we lived in a small town. I had lots of girlfriends and we had lots of sleepovers and we you know we hung out a lot and we did I don't know one one group of my friends really liked um you know, playing games and putting on makeup and planning what we were mm. going to wear and that sort of thing. Like just really good kids. My other group of friends, we'd, you know, play outside, play tag, play hide and seek with the boys and the girls in the neighborhood. So no, oh, not too much trouble. Um, high school, probably a little bit more because I was having a, a difficult time finding what peer group and I was figuring out, what classes I could take and I was not doing well in a couple of classes so that you know that time was a little bit more challenging for me as a student um Christmas stories what that came up in our in our family conversation in our email thread so one of my sisters is compiling all of our stories we've been doing this for about three years so she has to try and think of new questions for each time but so we've talked about um games we like to play or Halloween memories and uh, so one of my Christmas stories, and it's younger than this age, but it made me think of it on yours. So I'll, I'll tell you about this one when I was a little bit younger. So we didn't, as I mentioned, we didn't have a lot of money. My my dad worked at a grain elevator. I don't know if any of you have ever seen a grain elevator. They're kind of the lost prairie uh, icons on the landscape. So he worked at a grain elevator. Farmers would come and sell their their wheat and their uh, canola and stuff like that. Um so he had a blue-collar job. He had five kids that needed glasses and dental work, and he didn't have a plan. Like, some people have a health plan, like we do And with, with our job, when we need to go to the dentist that gets paid for or mostly paid for. So even when we had to go to the dentist, it was kind of an ordeal or get new glasses. So we were, we were pretty tight for money. And uh, being the youngest child, I had lots of hand-me-downs and didn't get a lot of things. So sometimes I'd get a new top for Christmas – my mom would try and give us something practical and then something that would be fun. So this one particular Christmas that I was remembering that was, that was a little humbling was um, we had company over and we went to something called Midnight Mass, which is a Catholic tradition to go to Mass at midnight. And now sometimes in the city, they'll have midnight mass at 10 p.m. But mm. back in my day, it was midnight mass. And we went at midnight and the priest didn't slow it down. So we were done by 1.15 or what have you. So I was a little kid. We'd come back from midnight mass and we had my aunt and uncle over. And um, my dad said, why don't you and I each open a present? And then we'll open our presents tomorrow. So he and I, or no, what he? No, we we're opening gifts after midnight mass. And my dad said, "Why don't you and I each hide one of our presents so we have something to open tomorrow?" Because mm. we were going to be staying up halfway through the night. We have these French Canadian relatives that wanted to open gifts after midnight mass. So my dad and I hid a present in the closet, and then we opened presents. And everyone, because there aren't a lot of presents, it happens really slowly. Like we take turns. So Jaren, you're opening your present, and we all ooh and awe ah, what you got, and this is. Diego, you would be next. And then we all focus on watching you. It's not all a rip tear at the same time. So it was a very slow present opening process. I was, you know, probably nine or 10 and it's probably two in the morning. So my sisters, my three sisters all got a Barbie doll, but I didn't get a Barbie doll. And you know what I did, right? I hid it in the closet, but my brain didn't know this. So They got a Barbie doll and I'm sitting there, you know, getting more and more close to tears. And then I open a present and it's Barbie clothes. So here I have Barbie clothes and no Barbie doll. So everyone was, uh, you know, doing their own thing and not realizing that I'm just sinking into the depths of despair that my sisters and how jealous I am that they have dollies and I don't. And then to top it off, to make things even worse, because I'm sure my dad was kind of having this internal chuckle, like how long is it going to take for the other shoe to drop for her to figure out her gift is the one we put in the closet. Um, So I take my clothes and I give them to my sister. And I said, well, you can have my clothes because I don't have a Barbie doll. And made a big, big stink in front of all our relatives. And then my dad goes to the closet and he's like, here, here's your other present. And then I felt like such a schmuck (laughs) That's pretty good. <laughs> so childish. But I think everyone quite enjoyed having a good little giggle over my my moment of woe is me. Nice one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I can relate to that. I can think of times when I thought something was going to happen or I thought the world had turned against me and I had been uh, fallen out of favor. <laughs> and it turns out I was just being an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that happens, I think, sometimes. Yeah. Um, so my last question, uh, your favorite food.
1: Hmm. Okay. This is a hard one. And you know, I was telling you how we wrote our family stories, mm. the food one, when, when I got a question about food, mine was really lengthy for some reason, my, I have a real strong emotional attachment to food. And I remember occasions based on food and, um, to pick a favorite would be really difficult. But uh, my mom made homemade pierogies, and that has to be one of my favorites. I've I've tried making them. In fact, I made them a couple nights ago for Christmas, and I don't know if they'll be anywhere near, and I know that I just can't quite get it. My mom passed away a few years ago, so I've made them with her before, but I've never been able to make them as good as hers, and, and probably never will. And then it becomes legendary in my imagination that, what my mom's tasted like. What's the
0: stuffing inside? Um, Do you cheese or she potato? Used,
1: uh, potato, dry cottage cheese, mm. and her recipe, which um, I, I got her original recipe box. I have her handwritten recipe. She has onions, and then in brackets, um, hardly ever use because uh, a couple of my family members just hated, detested, and would not eat onions. So she kind of took that out of her recipe over the years. But I, I made some with onions to see what they would taste like and you have to cook the onions for like 40 minutes really wow. slowly but they're um yeah we'll see how they taste but pierogies have to be up there for favorite foods but i am also a sugar junkie so like cakes and pies and cinnamon buns and all of that anything yeah nice that we could talk about it another podcast probably
0: for sure we could do one on our favorite baked goods perhaps yeah. we could have a sampling <gasps> perhaps
1: we could have a sampling
0: that's getting dangerous perhaps
1: this podcast could be sponsored by um, sugared and spiced yeah. or a local like local bakery
0: a hundred percent
1: that'd be cool that
0: would be delicious
1: I bet one I bet one of our students could write a letter about the podcast or give them a call and see if they'd be interested in hearing us talk about how amazing their stuff is yeah
0: my mouth would be full of food the whole time, but that would be okay. I bet people would still listen to that. Let's make this Maybe. happen. Okay. Well, thanks, Ms. Okay. Dobson.
1: Thanks for having me. Yeah.
0: Thanks for being my guest on Raven's radio this morning.
1: My pleasure. Good to see you. I think I might stick around in here. Yeah,
0: for sure. Definitely stick around. Uh, my next guest is Diego Palomo. He is a grade eight student from homeroom room eight. A what's popping. Uh, what's popping. I don't know, Diego. What is popping. Not much. I'm, I'm sick, so you're feeling I'm sick. Sound like trash. That's okay. It'll sound good on the radio. Your voice will be deeper and more masculine this way. You saying my voice is not deep and masculine? No, I said it would be deeper and more masculine. Oh, see how mine is? It's like that. So, uh, Diego, you are the leading goal scorer. Goal scorer on your hockey team. Uh, is yeah. that true still? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you go to Seven Eleven more than any other student I know. That's how I stopped going. You stopped going? Yeah. Why been, did man, you like, stop going to Seven Eleven? I don't know. My mom told me I can't go anymore. That's a wise mother. It's a wise mother. So I was going to ask you some questions about taquitos, but maybe that's off the table now. Oh, I know everything now. Huh? You um, know, we I can, can talk about taquitos? Yeah. Okay. Um, you're a big Kanye West fan. Yeah. Uh, so I want to talk about Highlands, the Oilers, and Yeezy, and maybe we'll get some taquito talk in there as well. All right. So let's start. I think actually, I'm going to, after Ms. Dobson was talking about baked goods, we should start with taquitos. What is your favorite taquito? Uh, well, ever since
2: like, I first tried them when I was like 10, mm. I've always loved the jalapeno and like, cheddar one or yes. whatever it is. That's the correct answer. But uh, I recently started switching to buffalo chicken because uh, my mom used to have them a lot, and now I have them, and
0: now I'm addicted to them. So you've made the switch from jalapeno cheddar to buffalo chicken? Yeah. Hmm. I can't say that I agree, but I respect that decision. Buffalo chicken is a top notch taquito. Now, when you go, how many do you normally get? Now, do you get an assortment? You get one or two? What is your taquito order? Uh, I well, I usually buy either two or three. Mm. One, one just doesn't cut it. No, you can't just buy one. That's why I had to ask. So, do you get two buffalo chicken, or do you get like one jalapeno cheddar? Yeah, one I get buffalo it. chicken.
2: No, I get one jalapeno chicken and two, or no, jalapeno and cheddar, and then I get two buffalo chicken.
0: Nice. Yeah. Okay. That's a good way to go about it, I think. You've got your taquito game on, as the kids would say, lock. Uh, let's talk about Kanye. You're a big Kanye West fan. Kanye is a controversial character, controversial person. Um, I really like Kanye West. I think he is a very talented artist. I think he's extremely intelligent, but he's kind of a jerk. And sometimes that comes with being an artist, but I would love your take on Kanye West um i know i think the easy f- is it series six yeah just dropped season six yeah um uh, and so i'd love your take on that your thoughts on kanye west let's hear it uh kanye people don't like him personally i love him i'm
2: like i started hearing i started hearing like his earlier stuff like uh graduation like registration all that stuff when i yeah. was like younger like I, I think graduation
0: know. is his strongest album.
2: Because my dad really liked Kanye, but after Watch the Throne came out, my dad stopped listening to him because he just like didn't like the new way he sounded like, but like this is kind of like the best Kanye now. Like he's just so like with it, like aggressive. Like he's his own character now. He's not like some soft core. I album. do really like Life of Pablo. Mm. I like that album. I love that tour. Did you go see that show? I wanted to, and I was only three bucks away, but my uh, my dad couldn't find tickets for
0: it. Ah. Yeah, it was, it was a great show. I like that album quite a bit. I agree with your dad, though. I think he really fell off um, getting into like Love Lockdown and 808 and Heartbreak. I wasn't a big fan of those ones, but I think Life of Pablo has been strong and his features have been really strong. Um, but I mean, let's talk more about his personality there because we could talk about his music for a while, but his fashion line, uh, the way he is on social media, his persona that he's developed. What do you think about that? Well, what, what social media? He deleted
2: his Instagram account. I don't follow Twitter and I don't uh, follow like Facebook or anything like Did that. Did he delete his Instagram account? Yeah. Uh, oh, but Good for uh, him. That's a smart move. Would you consider deleting your Instagram account? Probably. I don't use it as much anymore. Uh,
0: so what is the big account kids use these days? For me, it's Snapchat. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm on 24-7. 24-7. Mm-hmm. Taquitos and Snapchat. I think that could be your podcast. I mean, it's a good title. I like it. It's not bad, <laughs> but uh, might, that might have just been born right now. Okay, well, let's talk about the Oilers. Uh, Oilers. And hockey. So you're a big hockey player. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, do you want to throw out your stats really
2: quickly? Uh, we played, like, 13 games. I have, uh, I think, like. It's good to be humble. 12, 10, Ten goals and,
0: like, like, three assists. Well, that's a per game passer. pace. I'm out, I'm not a passer. Not That doesn't surprise me at all that you're not a passer, actually. Oh. <laughs> no, you don't seem like you'd be that. You'd be dishing the puck for somebody else to score. No. You get the puck, you score. Yeah, basically. Yeah, somebody on the team has to. That's okay. Uh, so the Oilers just won their second game in a row for only the third time this year. Uh, Mr. Y is elated. He's already planning the Stanley Cup parade. I don't know if you knew that or not. <laughs> um, but he's convinced this is the beginning of them turning it around. What do you think? Oilers making the playoffs in 2018? Well, I was, I was watching Sportsnet one day and I remember seeing, uh, I think it was like
2: two weeks ago, yeah. where it's like the Oilers have to win 34 games, lose 17 games, and have like two or four uh, overtime losses in order to make the playoffs. And I'm like, that's good, but I don't know if we can do it. Because we uh, since that time, we've already had like, what, like a couple losses, like five losses? Something like that. Yeah, they've
0: been winning and then losing and then winning and then losing.
2: That's what I don't understand about them. We win by such large margins and then we lose by, like, a goal or two. But, like, that Nashville game, I went to that game and it was kind of depressing because I never got to scream once about, like, like, scream at all.
0: Yeah, and that was the game that you got, they got beat 4 nothing, right? Yeah. And there was a backup goalie in the Nashville net. Yeah. And so they I got, see. like, 40 shots on but couldn't score a goal. I don't. I got to tell you, I went to the, the women's national team. I went and saw them last night. Uh, and I gotta say, that was the first hockey game that I had seen at Rogers Place where the home team won. <laughs> That's how unlucky I've been going to Oilers games. Because I know they're like they're a good team last year. This year I haven't gone to an Oilers game, and I might not, but that was the first team I saw win at Rogers Place because they're pretty inconsistent and they're not very good at home. Mm-hmm. What about Connor McDavid?
2: Oh. Uh well I mean I made him the player who he is he wouldn't be he wouldn't be as good as he was if he didn't touch me
0: like so well. Connor if you're listening all that hard work and training you've been doing your whole life that was a fluke the real talent comes through osmosis from a grade seven student yeah at Highland School so you're welcome by the <laughs> way
2: um but like I don't understand like so is he your favorite player yeah I'd have to say he is. That was pretty tentative. Do you have other favorite players? I have favorite players on other teams, like Stamkos, PK. Uh, Malcolm Subban is growing on me now. But then again, he's always been, like, my favorite goalie. Really? Yeah. I have a special connection with him for some reason. A special connection?
0: Can we talk about that special connection with Malcolm Subban? What um, is that? Do you guys uh, both love Kanye? Uh, no, I remember uh, –
2: I don't even know how it started. All I remember was, like, when I was younger, I used to really like PK. And then mm, I like remember seeing Malcolm get drafted. And I thought, oh, Malcolm's the best. He's going to he's gonna be, uh, like, the next, like, Carey Price, Henrik Lundqvist, something like that. Yeah. And he never really was. And he always got sent back to the minors. Yeah, but I then, was surprised they cut him. And then, he's played well for Vegas. Yeah, and then who picked him up? It was Vegas who picked him up. Yeah. And now he's, like you know like what five and three something six and three yeah he's playing well like vegas is i think second
0: or third in the division right now
2: yeah i'm for like for an expansion I team it,
0: i knew he was gonna do good yeah people, people just couldn't see it it's good so i guess my last question for you diego is uh you're in grade eight you're almost halfway through your grade a year yeah you've been in highlands for a year and a half um what's your favorite part about being a student in highland school people this is one of the only places where i get to socialize that's a good answer it kind of is not that different than Miss Dobson's answer. Hers wasn't so much socializing. I don't think she would call it socializing. Oh. But getting to work with people, I think, is something that she was trying to say she was passionate about and really enjoyed in her day. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in junior high school, and I remember my favorite part was going to be around with my friends too. So that makes sense. It's a good answer. Mm. Well, thank you for being on Ravens Radio this morning. Thank you for having really me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you'll have to come back if the Oilers get on a run. Maybe Kanye drops a new album. Maybe he gets back on Instagram. <laughs> Maybe we'll just have a taquito party. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But we'll have to have you back. So thanks a lot for coming on today. All right. Thank you. And that's uh, that's it for Ravens Radio today. Um, if you want to be on the podcast, you can follow me on Instagram because I still have that. And I'm at Mr. Mac underscore Highlands. Um, and comment on the Ravens Radio post. And if you have a clever sign-off, let me know because even though I'm a language arts teacher, I haven't been able to come up with a clever sign-off yet. So if you have one, Hit me up, as Diego would say. He doesn't say that.